Good afternoon, everyone. This is Lindsay again. I have been gone for about a year doing a mental health break, but I am back and I have been working on some topics that I feel are very important to highlight from the recent investigation of the NWSL to what's going on with Brittany Griner in Russia. Now today I will be speaking to Hayden Seeley, who is a beat writer for the Phoenix Mercury. And we will be talking all about the team and how they are holding up with Brittany currently serving a nine-year sentence in Russia. Enjoy the show. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the All Women Sports Podcast. As I said in the intro, we, um, I have been, sorry, I'm out of it. (laughs) As I said in the intro, we will be talking about the unfortunate situation with Brittany Griner right now. And to give us more of an in-depth, an in-depth thought on her situation, we are joined by, uh, do you mind telling them? Yes, uh, my name is Hayden Silly. I'm a a beat reporter for the Phoenix Mercury through the next hoops led by Howard Megdal. This has been, it's been my, uh, I started covering the team just this past year for the 2022 season. Oh, this is a tough year to get started. But, and one of the things I want to tell the the listeners, I almost said viewers, but they'll be listening, is I really contacted you more because of the sensitivity of Brittany's situation and how much the team and her wife are traumatized by it. I wanted to stick clear or stay clear of contacting them. So I was, I had been texting multiple podcasters. Do you know a writer for the Mercury that I can talk to? Because although, um, because hearing all the things that are going on with her right now, you really want to try and be as cautious as you possibly can. Okay, let's get started. You already uh, answered number one. Uh, what made you want to start writing about the Phoenix Mercury? You know, Lindsay, that, that's a good question. So, uh, so I'm a student at the Cronkite School of Journalism and Mass Communication at ASU in Arizona. And there's this thing called the uh, called the professional program. And it's basically where they take students, they put them in a newsroom, like a full on newsroom, like 
articles get published like to the internet and this is through Arizona PBS so it's it I have to say it's it's a pretty big deal um when I first got accepted uh they basically kind of uh like the directors and everything the people who were in charge sort of assigned uh who would be covering you know which beat and it didn't matter if it was an off season like basically we had to cover every single team um around the valley that we possibly could so I got assigned uh, the Phoenix Mercury, and I'll be honest. At first, I was like, you know, I was like, how am I gonna, how am I gonna cover the team in the off season? Because you know, it's it's the off season. Nobody's playing. No real exciting moves are happening. But luckily, I jumped in in the middle of free agency. So my first real big um, sort of assignment was covering the new hire of head coach Vanessa Nygaard going to that press conference, um, uh, finding out that Diamond to Shields from the Chicago Sky uh, was traded in a three-team trade to Phoenix. Um, and then lastly, uh, Tina Charles um, signing in free agency with Phoenix as well. So it was um, it was it was quite it was quite the off season, let me tell you. Um, but it was kind of cool. Yeah, it was kind of cool actually because one of the guys that I met um, at the at the press conference with Nygaard, his name is Alex Simon, uh, works for uh, works for Mercury News out in San Francisco, and uh, so he actually covered uh, the Phoenix Mercury for the publication that I do now with the Next, and so literally he sent me a message. He's like, "Hey, is like I've really been liking your content." I have to, I got a job offer in San Francisco. I'm not going to be able to cover the Mercury. Like I would like you to basically take my place. And I was like, um, I looked at his stuff and I was like, I was like, I don't know how you want me to fill these shoes. I'm like, them like you're asking me a lot just for you know just for a college kid. But you know, hopped on the beat. Uh, it was a very rocky start, I will say, uh, just because my first time really covering a professional team during the season, but. Um, but yeah, you know, super blessed to be here, blessed to cover this team, even through, you know, even through the unfortunate circumstances right now. I think I actually, doesn't he host the Locked On Women's Basketball? Yes, yes, he does. Okay, I watched a few of the videos prior. So when you said he used to be a beat writer, it's like, oh, I know who he's referring to. <laughs> So I'm going to kind of add two questions together. So when did you really find out about Brittany's arrest? What was your reaction? And then throughout the WNBA or the other beat writers that you work with, what was their reaction? Um, so when I found out, that the BG was was arrested was wrongfully detained um it was it was a Saturday um I can't remember what exact day I think it was like March 14th I want to say um she was arrested in February or but like the uh or excuse me but like the the initial report came out um through through Bleacher Report through ESPN like the next month which was kind of the crazy part and wait so they didn't report on it until the next month no, not at all. What? Like actually, yeah, because I was reading it and I was talking with my uh, 
with my director, Paula. And I'm like, Paula, I'm like, so she's been in there since February, right? And she's like, and she's like, I haven't found anything either. And it was, it was so weird. And like, that made me feel really uneasy to be perfectly honest with you. So, um, so she was arrested in February, but like the report itself came out in March and I was literally, I was on my way to a radio show um, that I was going on with my buddies uh, through, through our radio station here at Cronkite Blaze Radio. And literally I, it's like 8:45 in the morning and my phone is blown up. I call, I call my director and I'm like, Paula, I'm like, what, what do we do? I'm like, I've, I'm like, what, what the heck do we do? And she's like, you know, she's like, just write, write something quick about it. She's like, we just, we, we need to get it out. And she's like, she's like, what we have to do from here is literally just play it by ear, see what's going to happen, that sort of stuff. Um, and it was just, it was unreal because not, not only was it her, but it was, you know, I, I don't know if this has ever happened really in the sports world with someone of the magnitude that she has, whether, regardless if you like women's basketball or not, like, you know, if, if you like basketball, you know, who Brittany Griner is. So that was when I found out about it. Um, my reaction, I kind of touched on it uh, just a little bit ago. It was like, that was more perplexed than anything else. I was really shocked because um yeah because like you look at a person like her and you know I'm I'm from Arizona so I know I know the work that she's done in the community and like I remember I've even seen her you know at stores and that sort of stuff and just giving out shoes to the homeless um, there's an area called Tent City in Arizona which is it's a big homeless population and it'll be 110 degrees outside and she'll just go out there and give them supplies, give them food, water, give them new shoes. And so like other reporters that I've talked to, my bosses as well, it was just, it was just kind of grief, like just sadness because you see someone like that, you know, in the situation that they're in, you know, it just, it, it breaks your heart. Yeah. I think I, I had never heard of Brittany really before this situation which is unfortunate but the more I watch I like she's a good person she's a very tall person I've never seen a person six nine before but I was even her wife what's her name again I always forget how to pronounce Sherelle 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 had did an interview with um, The View about a day ago, and she was talking. My thoughts go out to to the team, her and Brittany's family, because like you said, BG is an amazing person. Like she's even, I think, paying taxes in Russia on the money she's making. It's like, and I can tell you, and I think you agree, she's probably being detained as a political agenda with the, I'm not going to get into it too much because I get very fired up about Russia right now, but she's being held hostage until as their little political thing against the United States. 
It's like, no, don't, don't mess with America, Russia. <laughs> but, um, and so, so we have heard the latest developments on, um, on Brittany, like her, her appeal was denied. She's basically stuck over there now. And I did read before you got on that U.S. officials were finally able to meet her in the prison. But have there, I'm not sure if you heard that. So I'm not sure if you're, if I'm breaking the news to you. <laughs> but um, besides that last one where U.S. officials have met with her, how, um, have you heard anything else that the WNBA world hasn't? Um, honestly, I know, I know just about as much as you. I know just about as much as like everybody, like I have no clue what's going on. Like literally we get sort of when everybody gets an update, you know, that's when, that, that's when I've been getting it and that sort of stuff. So unfortunately, no, I, w- I wish there was stuff that I, I did know regarding the case. Um, but I think it's, I'm, I'm basically just like everybody else here. So you're just waiting as it comes out. Exactly. So I did read that I think the senator and a few uh, political leaders of Arizona have been talking back and forth with the Mercury. I'm assuming it's to give an update on probably how she's doing. But do you know what what? they're talking about and then um yeah and then how is the team holding up at the same time um so actually yeah there's a uh, there's a, a democratic um representative named greg stanton in arizona and he's done um i can't remember exactly what it is off the top of my head but it's a uh, it's basically he put a bill into effect um, you know, regarding like Brittany Griner and that sort of stuff. Um, he's worked with um, with the team, uh, with like, you know, like the president, Vince Kozar, you know, GM, Jim Pittman, all that, all that sort of stuff to just bring more awareness about it and that sort of stuff. Um, I can't, honestly, I don't know exactly what the awareness is um, and that sort of stuff, but I think it's, you know, it's obviously good to have lawmakers hands on it. I think now it's just sort of, you know, depending upon, you know, what the lawmakers will do, um, you know, will they make the right decisions? Will they make good decisions? Um, will they do anything that they can to sort of, you know, to get her out as quickly as possible? I mean, there's a lot of unknowns, um, but I definitely do think it's a good thing for, uh, you know, for our representatives to speak up about this. Yeah, and of course, they're still in active negotiations to get her back. But so after every game, whether the Mercury win or lose, they do press conferences. And um, I'm pretty sure that the team or the coach have been asked this a lot, but 
given the sensitivity and how 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 um how serious bg's case is do they say like hayden you can ask one question about bg but then back off does do they give you any uh regulations you could say pertaining to that topic or did reporters just avoid that altogether so that that's a really good question um so basically the the pr lady for phoenix her name is laura sordo um one of the nicest ladies i've ever met i think she's really good at her job and this is also her first season as well so it wasn't only my first season there were a couple of other uh reporters on the beat jenna ortiz with arizona republic eliav goodbye with sports 360 az and myself and basically the four of us were brand new to the team we were brand new um to the actual beat of covering the phoenix mercury um so basically um for the pr they can't prevent anybody from asking a question but they can sort of set the tone and that's happened quite a bit um and i think the most notable example would be the actual day um when her appeal got rejected in august and they were playing um they were playing connecticut and it was honestly it was one of the most uncomfortable um press conferences i have ever been to one of the most uncomfortable things i've ever experienced and i didn't ask any questions at all because i didn't feel that it was appropriate to do so at that time um lord only knows what you know they were going through um you know they said quite frequently that you know we didn't even want to play today and that sort of stuff um so yeah and so when it comes to the pr they can't they can't stop anybody from asking a question but they can't be like hey you know let's try to refrain from asking so many questions about you know you know about bg i think it's different for for coach nygaard because um she's been adamant on the point that you know that like hey you can ask me as many questions about it as as you want or need to because i want to get her name out there um i think it's different for her as opposed to as opposed to you know to bg's teammates because they've played with her for so long and it's not just on the mercury but team usa as well fiba that sort of stuff um so yeah, I mean it's been a it's it's almost on a case by case basis. Um, you know, it really depends on what news comes. Exactly. Out. And you know, what I've learned is that um literally there's there's a time and a place for everything. Um now I do think, you know, if news pops up, right? If some let's say let's say we go to a practice and something pops up, you know, that's fair game for us to talk about. But you know there's another thing about knowing who you're talking to and try not to press the issue because i've seen i won't i won't name drop players specifically but there have been players that have got up and just left either a press conference or you know or being interviewed at practice because people just keep harping the issue about bg and you know it causes a lot of emotional trauma uh, for these players, but uh, that that's a really good question. Um, you know, 
literally just on a case by case basis depends who you're talking to. Um, I know they want to they want to spread awareness, but at the same time, you know, to to what extent almost. Yeah. And I imagine that throughout this process, they've been the Mercury have been in touch with BG's wife and her family. And I believe her wife was at the all-star game. Wasn't where, where Brittany got honored. Um, I don't know if she was specifically at the all-star game um, or she was at a she, game. Yeah, she was, she was at a Mercury game. Um, I actually posted about it on my Twitter. Um, the, the, uh, the, the Mercury actually honored her. Everybody in the whole arena gave her like a, a standing ovation and that sort of stuff. Uh, but yeah, I mean, that, that, that was really cool to see. Well, her wife really deserves it. Yeah. I mean, just like the Mercury, she's, she's not going to stop talking until BG gets home. I don't think any of us will stop. We'll stop talking about her, but um, so as um, as you probably noticed, women's sports aren't necessarily covered on uh, ESPN, Fox Sports, all the all the I I call them the big daddy networks of sports. <laughs> Because they have the platform too. And um, so to those to those people that are saying, oh, it doesn't matter to watch the Phoenix Mercury. Women don't deserve equal play. Like all those type of comments. What would you say to them why they should have paid attention to women's sports and specifically the WNBA? Um, well, I, I, I think it's silly if you were to undermine um, women in sports, right? I think, um, especially where we are in society today, um, you know, with women just having more opportunity, uh, sort of, you know, on a day by day basis. And, you know, I mean, you look at across the world, it's, it's not just with not it's just in not, America. It's everyone. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, but I mean, but you look at like, for example, like the U.S., like the United States women's national team for soccer is one of the best teams in the world. Like, like without a question, you look at you look at the, you know, the the U.S. women's Olympic team for basketball. It's it, it is it is amongst the best in the entire world, in the history, in the history of sports. They have won, I believe, almost every gold medal since 1996. And, you know, here, here's the thing. People, people love the flashiness, right, of like the NBA. They love people going up and dunking and getting all celebratory. And, you know, and that's fine. You know, I completely get that. But I think at the same time, though, you have to have an appreciation for basketball to really, really love the WNBA. Um, like, I'll, I'll be honest, I'll speak from my own experience. I never really watched it. And it kind of sucks to say because I grew up in Arizona. The Phoenix Mercury is the most successful franchise in, in my state. They have three championships. They have arguably the greatest player of all time on their roster in Diana Taurasi. 
Um, so I think a lot of it is just exposure. I don't think it, it's getting better um, with coverage and that sort of stuff. Um, but, you know, I just, I, I would like people to give it a chance because um, you have some awesome players. You have some elite players. You have, um, I think I'll, I'll give a little story real quick. Um, I watched, uh, there's two players and funny enough, they were, you know, the front runners for MVP, Brianna Stewart and Asia Wilson. I, I, I covered the Mercury's first game of the season and they played Vegas and Asia, Asia Wilson. She's, she's all that. And then some, um, and just watching her in person and just being like, give me the ball. I'm going to dominate. And like, it's, it's insane. And same thing with Brianna Stewart. Like, you know, everybody sort of calls her like, you know, like the women's basketball version of Kevin Durant. And it's true. You know, she can score from everywhere. And I mean, look, she dropped 42 points in a playoff game. <laughs> Excuse me. Um, she dropped 42 points in a playoff game. Like, that's insane. So I think it's, you know, I think people that don't pay attention to women's sports is just because there's not enough exposure. I think once we get that exposure, you're going to really see like, okay, like we're, we're all that, you know, the WNBA is all that. Um, and then, you know, following the Olympic team as well. Like, honestly, I, I really think that's where they should start. I think they should start following, you know, women's basketball in the Olympics, you know, in the FIBA games, because you have elite players from everywhere, from Canada, from Turkey, from Spain, you know, all those different places. And, you know, you're like, you're like, dang, these players are awesome, right? And they're not even in the league. Look at Rebecca Gardner for the Chicago Sky just this past year. You know, she was she was a rookie at, I believe, 32 years old, I want to say. And literally she played in, you know, she played overseas for years, was, you know, you know, MVP, you know, you know, all Euro League team, like all defensive team and that sort of stuff. And so I think once once they get like true international like exposure, I'm talking ESPN, Fox Sports, like you mentioned, that sort of stuff. I think they're going to be like, okay, these are the best players that the that the WNBA has. They're blowing teams out by forty. They blew out Canada by you know thirty or forty points in the quarterfinals and that sort of stuff. So, I think um, obviously there's a bunch of different factors I could go on and on, but I think uh, I think it's very interesting if they watch if they watch the Olympic team because you get to see the best of the best and you get to realize that the best of the best make up about an eighth of the league, which is awesome. Yeah. And where, um, if, if there's a person saying, Oh, next season, I want to see the Mercury play. I know they have like a deal with a network where they can, where they show the games. Do you know where that is? Cause I'm wondering. Oh, yeah. So, um, so that's on a, that's on Bally sports. So it used to be Fox sports, um, Bally's, uh, bought the rights to, uh, to Fox sports and that sort of stuff. So yeah, um, typically it will be on, it'll be on Bally sports plus if you're in Arizona, like Bally sports, Arizona plus, because, uh, because the Arizona Diamondbacks of the MLB have their season going on at times and the, the two times sort of, you know, collapse with each other. And that sort of stuff. Um, but yeah, I mean, there's a 
a, a great broadcasting team. Um, Cindy Brunson, as well as, you know, Hall of Famer and Sons and Mercury, you know, legend, basically basically a basketball legend in Ann Myers Drysdale. Um, you know, it's always a good time when you tune in. There's always something interesting. Yeah, and this is more of a question off of BG, because like I said, I did watch your interview with the former beat writer and y'all were talking about an investigation that happened with I think either former or the owner that's going to sell can you talk about that because I was a little confused oh yeah yeah. okay that was about um that was about Robert Sarver so he still as of today um, is the Phoenix Suns and Mercury owner. Um, so, so there is like a 42 page basically dossier of, um, of, you know, they were allegations or not allegations anymore because they're true. Um, basically accounts of racism, sexism, misogyny in the workplace. Um, and I won't use specifics because a lot of the details that are in there are very are vulgar. Gruesome. Yes. It, gruesome is a great word to use. And so, we were basically talking about that and basically, you know, everybody's concerned about the Suns, the Suns, um, you know, who's going to sell the Suns? And I get it, right? The Suns are projected to sell for more than $4 billion, which for a team sale will be the highest in league history. But he also owns the Mercury. Who's going to buy the Mercury, right? Is it going to be one thing where if another owner comes in and buys it from Sarver, he buys the Mercury too, is the league going to run the Mercury for a couple of years until they find a potential buyer? Because they did that with the Arizona Coyotes of the NHL, I believe in 2011, um, because literally like the, like the owners and everything went bankrupt. Uh, so the league had to take possession of it. Um, so yeah, that's basically what we were talking about. Um, who's going to buy the Mercury, um, especially, especially during this time. Yeah, it's um, it's unfortunate that we have to have, or not that we, because I'm not conducting the investigations, but that the WNBA, the NWSL has had another investigation done. It's like, why do we have to have these investigations to then get the truth? Like, you're wasting time, you're wasting money, just come out with the truth and then deal with what you have to deal with and be done with it. I mean, yeah, I mean, that's, <laughs> it's kind of, it's kind of rudimentary, you know, it's, it's very simple for people, you know, for, for that stuff to happen. But I mean, then again, you know, they're, they're businessmen, you know, they, 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 don't, would, they don't care. Yeah, they will, at times they will do anything that they can to make a dollar. And, you know, it could be literally, I mean, the investigation about Robert Sarver was put out literally last year, last year around this time. Yeah, it was, it was November 5th. I remember I was sitting at my, at my office job and I'm sitting through this like 15 page article from Baxter Holmes on ESPN. And I'm like, wow. I'm like, and, you know, it was crazy because everybody was, everybody was like, what do you think? What do you think? And I'm like, well, I'm like, it's, I'm like, it's too specific. Like, it's too specific to not be true. 
and that sort of stuff. And and then the, you know, literally, I think two months ago, um, like the whole investigation came out, the whole 42 page, um, you know, dossier from, you know, from the NBA's legal team and that sort of stuff. Oh my gosh. And uh, another question too. So there's, so like in New York and all these different teams where there's a WNBA team, there's also an NBA team. So like Phoenix owner, and I'm saying Phoenix because he owns both. Is there one owner like for the New York Mets? Oh, no, that's baseball. Oops. But the <laughs> New York, I have the right city just the wrong way. But um, is there is there another owner that owns both teams like the New York Liberty and one of the other New York teams? Actually, yeah. Um, Joe Sai for... Um... So he owns the Brooklyn Nets as well as the New York Liberty. And um, Cy is actually a very active owner when it comes to the WNBA. He's at games quite a bit and that sort of stuff. Um, I think another one, um, and this just isn't in the NBA, uh, Mark Davis, who owns the Las Vegas Raiders and he owns the Vegas Aces. Um, oh, wow. Yeah. I did not expect an NFL owner to also be a WNBA. Oh, he's like, he's invested. Like, seriously, like he goes, to, like he goes to playoff games. He goes to finals games, that sort of stuff. I remember there was, uh, he was asked about, um, it was the Raiders opening night or opening, uh, the season opener okay. for the Vegas Raiders. And and then it was, I think it was game one of the WNBA finals and both were on a Sunday. And he's, he's literally like, I don't know which one to go to. He's like, I really don't know. And I, I, I don't know which one he ended up going to, but you know, I don't know. I just, I, I, I thought, I thought that was kind of cool. Hopefully he sent a family member to the other, to the <laughs> other game he couldn't make it to. Well, Thank you for coming on and talking about BG. I'm hoping the next time we talk to each other is when she's safely back in the U.S., but who knows when that's going to be. Because as I said, it's very confidential, and I imagine that Russia's not going to budge right away. Oh, you give us this, and here you go. <laughs> yeah i mean hopefully ho hopefully that time will come soon um obviously things are looking more optimistic with um with the situation i know i know that she got you know she got sentenced but you know i know people are people are talking political people political officials are you know are engaging in talks i mean you know it's a small step but it's still a step any step is a big step well, thank you for coming on. Awesome, of course. Thank you so much for having me. I really appreciate it. You're welcome. Bye, everyone. Hello, everyone. It's Lindsay again. I just wanted to make one more quick comment before this podcast episode ends. 
I have to say I really enjoyed interviewing Hayden. He was so much fun to talk to. He knew a lot about all the questions, the answers to the questions that I had asked him. And overall, although I've only had one other guest on this podcast, I have to say I love every guest I've had, but I really love him. And one thing I did ask him after we stopped recording is, like he said, the Phoenix Mercury hired Vanessa Nygaard as their new head coach. And I had asked him that before Brittany went overseas, did Vanessa have a chance to meet her as her coach? And he had said no. That, um, that Vanessa had met Brittany, or BG, as we all like to say, when Vanessa was a coach for the Las Vegas Aces, but they have yet to meet given Brittany circumstances. Thank you so much for listening to the podcast episode where I interviewed Hayden. I really hope you learned more information about her case and I really encourage for any of you guys to to start speaking out about BG if you want her to come home as soon as possible too because it's gonna take the entire US the entire world to get to our political leaders and say You need to do everything you can to do a prisoner swap right away. Well, guys, thank you again so much for listening, and I will see you in the next episode. Bye!